What's up, everybody? Michael Nettemeyer here and Joe Geary, and we're your host of the Whitwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed. Today, we got a little Christmas story for you. Happened a couple hundred years ago, but it, there's a lot of good takeaways from this. Joe, you want to dive into it? Yeah, absolutely. So it's not December 25th yet, but we're almost there. So this day in history, back on 1776, December 25th, George Washington crosses the Delaware. So I think this is a really cool story, and I think there's a lot of takeaways that we can uh, talk about from this. So during the American Revolution, Patriot General George Washington crosses the Delaware River with 5,400 troops, hoping to surprise a Henson force celebrating Christmas as their winter quarter, at their winter quarters in Trenton, New Jersey. The unconventional attack came after several months of substantial defeats for Washington's army that had resulted in the loss of New York City and other strategic points in the region. At about 11 o'clock on Christmas, Washington's army commenced its crossing on the half-frozen river at three locations. The 2,400 soldiers led by Washington successfully braved the icy and freezing river and reached the New Jersey side of the Delaware just before dawn. The other two divisions made up of some 3,000 men, crucial artillery, fell to reach a meeting point at the appointed time. At approximately 8 a.m. on the morning of December 26, Washington's remaining force separated into two columns, reached the outskirts of the Trenton, and descended on the unsuspecting Heasons. Trenton's 1,400 Heason defenders were groggy from the previous evening's festivities and underestimated the Patriot threat after months of decisive British victories throughout New York. Washington's men quickly overwhelmed the Germans' defense, and by 9.30 a.m., the town was surrounded. Although several hundred Heasons escaped, nearly 1,000 were captured at the cost of only four American lives. However, because most of Washington's army had failed to cross the Delaware, he was without adequate artillery or men and was forced to withdraw from the town. The victory was not particularly significant from a strategic point of view, but news of Washington's initiative raised the spirits of the American colonists who previously feared that the Continental Army was incapable of victory. There we go. Pretty cool. So some takeaways from this, from my perspective, listening to it again and reading it again, is that one, you have to have a mindset. And and a lot of this translated into business as well. Think about it at where Joe just finished there at the end. A lot of the colonists previously feared the Continental Army was incapable of victory. So what did this victory, as, as small as it was, now granted they, they captured with 1,000 troops, only lost four troops in the fight, but it gave the colonists hope. It gave them a little bit of hope that it's possible. Yes, and they had a lot of doubt too. Like you just said, most of the country doubted them. They didn't think that they'd be able to do it, and they, they went ahead and they moved forward with their plan. They executed on it. They did, and, and, and the same is true in business. When you start a business... Nobody goes in, and we've touched on this before, but nobody starts a business with the intent of losing money or breaking even. And the reality is a large majority of people that get into business and small business breaks even and loses money. So when starting a business, you're going to have doubts. That's normal. You're going to, you, you should have doubts. Let's be, let's be honest. If you're a realist, you can't go into it with a 100% optimistic mindset that uh, everything's going to work out perfectly because it's not. Things are going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to learn from it. You're going to have failures along the way. And you've got to keep the faith. You've got to keep the faith, keep pushing forward, keep having that hope that, and, and hope's not a strategy, but you have to have some hope. But more importantly, you have to have faith and you have to have commitment to yourself that no matter what it takes, you're going to push forward with it. 
Absolutely, and I think a big takeaway as well is after they won, even though it wasn't a large victory or a massive victory, it was still a victory in some sense, and it also raised the hopes or raised the spirits of the American colonists. So I think that's big, and a lot of times, too, when you're starting a business or you're starting a new endeavor that you haven't done before, you're struggling, and you have a little bit of win, just that small win that you have can inspire yourself, inspire your team, inspire your company, inspire those around you. So I think it's really big on just execute, and that's specifically what he did had they not made this attack you know on christmas or on christmas night when nobody was ready this country might not even be the same right now so i I think it's big that you have to execute and like michael said you have to have faith even though you know it might not work you still have to have that faith in yourself and that belief in your team that if we really try i think there's a possibility we can get through this absolutely is now and i think there's a difference between having faith and you can have faith, and if you don't execute, you're never going to succeed. Like the book, The Secret. I love the book, The Secret. There's a movie about it. I love the optimistic thinking and knowing that things are going to work out in your favor. And you have to take a level of action as well. Like had Washington sat across the river and just prayed that things were going to get better, it probably wouldn't have got better. Their situation probably wouldn't have changed. Now think about this too. We're here running businesses and building businesses. These guys are sitting on a freezing river on Christmas with, you know, barely with old crappy shoes, freezing, probably frostbite galore. They're probably starving. They're probably ill-equipped for the winter. And they push forward anyway because they had a common goal. They were so tired of paying tax to the crown that they said, you know what, the hell with this. We're going to go figure out a way to, to run our own nation. So I think for a lot of people as well that might be listening to this, if you're in a situation right now where you're so fed up with your current situation, maybe you're in a job and it's a dead-end job. Maybe you're in a job where you're not getting ahead. Maybe you're in a job where it's never going to pay more than what you're making today, regardless of the hours. The only way to make more money is to work more hours. So if you're already working 40 hours, you want to make more money, you go work 50 because you get time and a half. You have to go work 60. You have to work 70. You're working two, three, four jobs. Maybe you're struggling right now and stressed out that Christmas is a couple of days away and you don't have money. You owe it to yourself to figure out a better way, just like the colonists did back in the day. They said, you know what? Enough. We're not going to pay tax anymore to somebody that's ruling us across a vast ocean. We're going to go figure this out and run and run. We're going to basically take our destiny in our own hands and make our future better for ourselves, for our kids, for future generations. And fortunately for us, everyone living in America, we get to reap the benefits of that. You know, we've had a good run. We don't agree with everything going on right now, but overall, it's been okay. Well, yeah, and you're the governor of your mind, too. So you're paying taxes to your mind. So every time your mind tells you to do something that you know is not beneficial to you or does not put you in the right direction, you're paying taxes in your mind. So in some sense, you're almost overthrowing your mind or you're you're having a revolutionary war in your mind and saying, hey, I can't I, I got to change something. I have to make a change. And just like, you know, the Patriots back then, they got fed up. They said, hey, this is enough. We need to make a change. And I think you need to do this same with yourself. You know, if you're struggling right now or if you're not happy with the situation you're in, you have to say, hey, I've had enough. This is a breaking point. I have to overthrow my mind, you know, and evolve and become someone new and really change my situation. And it all starts with that faith and then also the execution on actually getting it done. And I think if we look at the flip side of this, you know, if we talk about Trenton's defenders, if we look at it on December 26th, the day after Christmas, they were all groggy and hungover from their festivities the night before. And I think it's very important, too, that you need to make sure that you're alert and you're, you're on guard because you never know when there's going to be an opportunity in front of you or when there's going to be a problem in front of you that you have to deal with. So I'm not saying don't celebrate Christmas, don't have good times, but don't let those good times last 
super long and don't let them affect you or affect your ability to execute or defend the problems that you have going on. Yeah, don't let the holiday become a hollow month. And that's what happens right now in December, especially with salespeople. It's easy to take your foot off the gas. It's easy to pull back. It's easy to say, well, you know what, it's snowing outside, so I'm going to take the day off rather than continuing to make the calls. We had a snow day yesterday. It was snowing where we live, and appointments continued to get set. A couple of days before Christmas, people still want to meet. People still want to buy. People still want to sell. People still want to do things. Don't allow the month of December to be a hollow month where I'm just like, well, I'm going to pull back. I'm going to take it easy. You know what? I've worked hard this year. I'll figure it out in 2023. Because if you're not happy with the success you've had in 2022, just because January 1st rolls around doesn't mean your situation is going to change. Most likely your 2023 is going to look exactly like your 2022 if you don't start making some changes. So a big thing is keep the faith when things get hard, right? And if you have faith that your dreams and goals will become a reality and you work hard and execute, they will. A couple of things that have served me well, Joe, over the years, I've, I've always had, I don't know if you want to call it a mantra, or just a few words that have served me well is I'll figure it out. That's what I always tell myself. I'll figure it out. Back in the early days when I would overdraw my checking account or I'd have $4 in my checking account or even worse, negative $400 in my checking account, I'll figure it out. Back when I, when I had staff and I, and I didn't pay myself so I could pay my staff, I'll figure it out. Back when my heat would get shut off, my water would get shut off, and you know, I'll figure it out. I'd evict a tenant, and then I'd get served with a lawsuit because she said she fell after she got evicted. You know, I'll figure it out. But no matter what life throws at you, if you become a person that will figure it out and you stay focused on what your goal is and you don't let outside circumstances mess you up and slow you down, and you know, it's easy. It's easy building a business to just say the hell with it i'm done it's too hard because it is there's nothing easy about running a business and if what you're focused on and what your goal is is big enough you find a way to do it you become a person that figures it out and when you become a person that figures it out and you've figured enough things out now you build a certain confidence that no matter what gets thrown at you what obstacle anything that happens you're going to figure it out because oftentimes people think that once they get to a certain level and once they have a certain amount of money and once they have a certain car and once they have a certain house and once they have all these things life is just going to become easy and it's not it actually gets harder it can get harder the the lawsuits get more expensive the the lawsuits now you have a big target on your back because people know you have money and i disagree with people that say you need to hide and pretend like you don't have money and this and that why go work for it you earned it go do what you want with it but what you can't do is be a person that once you face an objection, you stop. Because that's what we see with people in sales, especially new people in sales. They say, well, I gave it a month. I gave it a half-hearted attempt for a month. It didn't work out, so I'm going to go do something else. Like if it's important to you, enough, if it's, it's important to you you're going to figure out a way to go make it happen. And if you become a person that tells yourself constantly, no matter what happens in your life, you're going to figure it out, I promise you you're going to start having more success. Absolutely. And, and going back to the article, too, when Washington and his troops crossed that river, the river, it wasn't warm outside. They didn't have the sun beating down their back and, you know, get in the canoe or the kayak and just, you know, paddle across the river and, you know, have a good time. The river was icy and freezing. So I think that's important to think about is regardless of the conditions, you still have to execute. And it's cool, too, if you look back at George Washington and the history of him, he could have just basically sat at Martha's Vineyard and been retired and not even had to fight for the army. He chose to do that because he thought the mission was bigger than himself. And I think it's important, too, to think about that is eventually you get to a point in business where you have to change a mission from yourself to other people and think about, hey, not only am I doing this for myself, but I'm doing this for the team or for the company. So you have to be selfless in some sense. Yes, obviously, it's important to take care of yourself and you want to have personal success. 
but also it's important to have that big mission where you're selfless and you have to help the entire team because Washington could have just simply sit at home and enjoyed his retirement, enjoyed the rest of his life. But no, he chose to put himself in the hard conditions and chose to, you know, win and move forward. Yeah. He had a bigger mission beyond himself. And I think that's with people too, that people that get caught up working the same job day after day after day, or they hit a certain income level and they start to pull back and they start to retreat it's because they lose sight of their mission and maybe their mission, and this is okay in the beginning, but we talk a lot about a big why and maybe your big why, what's your reason for doing what you want to do or having your goals. And in the beginning, if it's financial, which a lot of people's is, that's okay. So let's just say your big why is to make a hundred thousand dollars. Cause if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you can provide for your family. You can have a decent life. You can go get a new car. It takes the pressure of life off, whatever it is. Now, once you make that hundred thousand dollars, what happens? Are you a person now that says, well, now if I did 100, I may as well go shoot for 200 because 200 can get me to this next level. Now, instead of flying economy, I get the first class maybe or whatever it is. And what you have to think about that, the people, though, that get stuck, you know, they're earning a certain income and they start to get comfortable. They start to pull back. They start to say, well, life's pretty good now. I can pull back. You're not pushing yourself to get ahead. And to your point, Joe, Washington didn't have to do this but he saw a bigger reason for why it was important and he stepped up and he became a leader. And the same is true with business. If you have employees and you're content with where you're at from a financial standpoint for the business, well then what you're saying is you're content with your employees being okay with what they're making. So if let's say your company brings in $2 million and a certain percentage of that goes to your employee staff and you say, you know what, this is good. We don't have to invest any more money. We don't have to scale. We don't have to grow. What you're saying is you're okay with your employees making the amount of money they're making for the rest of their lives. Are they okay with it? Probably not. So you owe it to yourself now to go into your people to create a bigger vision to say, how do we get to 4 million? Because if I get to 4 million, I can help pay more people. I can employ more people. I can change more lives. I can get in front of more people. I can affect more change on people. And if you can do that and you keep constantly raising your vision and raising your standard and raising your bar, you're going to attract more people. You're going to attract the right people. And you're going to build a big company that serves a lot of people and it does a lot of good. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's how you really, I feel, create a legacy because no matter how much money you make, honestly, you're probably going to be forgotten. In 100 years and 300 years or in 500 years, if you made you know, $2 billion or $3 billion or $10 billion, people are going to forget you if that's all you did. But if you actually leave a legacy, you know, like Washington, he, he basically paved the path for this country. And he, you see his name all over at all different cities, all different places. Streets are named after him, everything he created a legacy. So yeah. how can you create a legacy? Because it's not just about the money. It's about what legacy are you going to leave behind? Yeah, you can leave money behind, but money will be easily you know, spent. It'll be gone faster than you made it. So how can you leave that legacy behind that people will remember you for? What character traits are you leaving behind that you can pass on to you know, your family members, your friends, your community? So I think that's a really important part to think about as well. I do too. I agree with that. I think legacy is huge. And so think about this. You don't have to leave a legacy. Like you don't have to go be president or start a revolutionary war or be a great general, but you could leave a legacy for your family. Three generations from now, people could still be talking about the good things you did, what you did to change the course of your family. Like I think it's Ed Milet always talks about, you know, any wealthy family at one point in time wasn't wealthy. And then one person shows up and changes the course of trajectory for that family, for the rest of that family's history. They show up and they're the one. They're the one person that then leaves that legacy. They build, they break the mold, they get, them, they get their family out of obscurity and poverty. You could be that person. If you're not happy with your situation right now, the cool thing about being born in America is that 
every single person, regardless of what you think of our country, if it has good, it has, there's a lot of good to it, there's problems, sure, every nation has it, but you were basically born with a lottery ticket. You won the lottery when you were born in America because there's so much opportunity here. That's why people just, they, they, they risk their lives to get here because they know there's opportunity. So don't squander it, don't waste it. If you're not happy with your situation, you owe it to yourself to go out and do something, to make a change, to go better your life for yourself and your family because it's all possible. You just have to have the want, the desire, and the will. And then when things get hard, you have to keep the faith and keep going forward.